Detective Ridiculous. I am a host, Bricky. There is also a host. His name is DK, and he is going to tell you all about how real life is just not great. No, not always. It's not always great. Before we get into why real life is just not that great, make sure to check us out on patreon.com slash ridiculous, where you can get excellent, excellent options, including joining the Discord, as well as things like posters, bloopers, and many other things, mostly relating to Warhammer. But for real life stuff, I'm sure I'll make a merch for it one day. Leave yeah, a comment on now. leave a comment down below on what kind of Detective Ridiculous merch you'd like to see. Alright. Well today on Detective Ridiculous, we're steering a little a little more away from murky, depressing family slaughters oh. uh, and moving more towards unsolved mysteries, uh, disappearances, if you will. Uh, I don't think this one really needs any disclaimers. Um, there's some distress and mystery, but there's nothing like super grisly. There's not going to be any, you know, like the last couple episodes. So I think we're good on that front. But we're going to be talking about the disappearance of Lars Matank, uh, commonly known as the most famous missing person on YouTube. I'm sorry, I want to make this clear. Matank? Like... Matank. M-I-T-T-A-N-K. Oh, that's not as fun. I thought it was M-U-H-T-N-A-N-K. Matank. He's driving Matank. No, Kiryat's hey. not here for this episode. Sorry. Hey, that guy's got a got a wicked jawline. Yeah, that's he got, does. That's some, he that's does. B.J. Blaskovitz fucking diamond cutting. Oh, he's, oh, he's German. <laughs> Shai says he's German. He this makes more sense now. Okay. All right. So let's let's learn a little bit about Lars Matank. Matank. Uh, Lars was born on February 9th, 1986 in Berlin, Germany. Uh, and he spent a lot of his life living in a quiet little town called Itzehoe. I'm sure you're going to get a little <laughs> kick out of that. Sorry. I-T-Z-E-H-O-E. Itzehoe. The Germans are hard uh, to understand. Yeah. When growing up, uh, Lars loved his outdoor activities like fishing, hiking, athletic sports, you know, normal stuff like that. Uh, he also had an enormous passion for his favorite football club or soccer club, uh, SV Werder, is SV Werder Bremen or Werder Bremen. Um, and from everything I've heard about this soccer team, they weren't exactly amazing they were kind of mid uh but lars was a die-hard fan of the green and white of Werder bremen uh, lars would also devote himself to his studies uh and he would become an engineer that would find work at the wilhelm shaven power plant um but that uh would make him move almost a hundred miles away from his family who he was very close with uh his mother, his father, and I believe he was an only child. Um, but he would keep in close contact with them, and he would still visit them, uh, despite how far away uh, they now were. So early life for Lars is is pretty ideal. He's got a great job that he worked really hard to get. He's got a loving family that, again, he still visits regularly. Uh, he's also got a girlfriend that he loves very much. And, of course, still just absolutely devoted to uh, Werder Bremen. Just loves that white and green. That is until around 2012 when his father suffers a stroke and would need home care in order to recover. And Lars, being the family-oriented, family-loving man that he was, uh, he would actually sacrifice his weekends from work and drive all the way back home to help his mother, Sandra, take care of their father. Which kind of goes to show sort of the character of Lars, because not everybody is willing to every weekend make a near 100-mile drive back home just so you can care give for your ailing father. So Lars pretty upstanding guy. Uh, and this sort of 
work life scenario would continue for another two years and everything was fine, regular, normal, nothing super interesting or out of the ordinary happened. But uh, I'm sure all of this was sort of like emotionally and physically piling up on Lars and, you know, it's an exhausting thing having to do work, having to drive home, not really having any free time to yourself. So he and some of his school friends decided that they would all vacation out to Varna, Bulgaria. Uh, specifically, they would go to this seaside resort called the Golden Sands. And if you look this place up, oof. It is That's... a real nice resort. Where did you say this was at again? This is Varna, Bulgaria. In Bulgaria? In wow. Bulgaria. That is immense. Yes. Holy shit. Stunning, gorgeous, gorgeous waterfront resort. You can't have a bad time there. I don't know how anybody could stay at the Golden Sands and not just be in just like paradise that's pretty that's pretty great it looks like like the good part of like uh, of some kind of miami well not miami oh it looks pretty like just really nice coastal uh resort yeah yeah and not that it really matters but i've heard and read some conflicting reports about why he took the vacation uh some sources said that lars felt like he needed the break that you know he specifically asked his friends and was like hey guys this is just too much i need a break uh and then other sources were like no it was his mother that forced him to take this vacation like she saw how much of a toll it took on him she saw how stressed he was and she was like no no you get out of here i'll handle your dad you just go and have this wonderful uh vacation in varna bulgaria with your friends so regardless he's he's taken this trip to varna bulgaria and the trip goes well uh they play soccer on the beach they relax at one of the numerous pools that this resort has uh they do a little drinking they do a little sightseeing and overall they have a pretty great time in bulgaria Though some of Lars' friends notice that he's not eating a lot. He's just having, like, soups and salads and stuff like that. But Lars is into, like, a really healthy lifestyle. He's got, like, this athletic diet going. And he doesn't really eat terrible foods to begin with. So nobody really thinks too much about that. That doesn't seem too out of character for Lars. But the night before they were scheduled to leave... Uh, Lars's group decided that they would hang out at the hotel's bar and watch a soccer match because Lars just loves his soccer. Uh, I think it was a World Cup match between Costa Rica and the Netherlands. And of course, Lars shows up because it's all about the soccer. He shows up wearing his green and white Werder Bremen jersey, even though Werder Bremen was not playing that night. Yeah, yeah, but, but he's representing... He's 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 repping the white and green of his favorite, his diehard team. He's got to he, you know he's got to show what's up. And then presumably after a lot of drinking, uh, Lars got into a pretty heated disagreement with some other German tourists over who the better soccer team was. Well, Lars, no, obvious. no fucking way. Are you trying to tell me that Europeans <laughs> got in an argument over soccer? Yes, Bull, sir. Yes, bullshit. sir. Can you believe it? I, I can't. It's I true. just can't. It's, it's true. It's I true. am shocked. <laughs> wow. So, so Lars, obviously sporting his white and green, is like, oh, word of Bremen. You know, they're the best. Uh, and he got into it with some fans of another German club called Bayern Munich. And things were getting a little testy and a little out of hand, but cooler heads prevailed, and the night ended on as peaceful a note as it possibly could. There wasn't a huge fight. There was some rabble-rousing, but, you know, it's, it's okay. We're all a little drunk. We're all a little tipsy. It's fine. And when they finally left, uh, Lars, Lars's friends decided that they wanted to get some late night junk food they want to go get some mcdonald's uh but like i said before lars was big into health and athletics and his diet and he didn't want anything to do with junk food so the group splits up his friends uh go to get a quick bite at mcdonald's 
McDonald's, and Lars starts walking back to the hotel. And what happens next is a little up for debate, because apparently on his way home, Lars would be attacked. Uh, most sources believe that the attackers were either Russian or Bulgarian. Uh, I read a source that said Lars specifically said that it was the upset Bayern Munich fans from the bar that hired some thugs to beat him up, which apparently in Varna is not a difficult thing to do. Um, Wait, or at least that's what the German fan says. It's not a difficult thing to do. We can hire some people to beat you up. Did you say that this resort was in... Bulgaria or Belgium? Bulgaria. So these would be Bulgarians or Russians? And yes, Bulgarians okay. or Russians. Yep. Mm, okay. But regardless of how or why it happened, Lars was attacked that night on the way home from the bar. Uh, somehow, because uh, I think there were at least four guys that jumped him, uh, somehow Lars manages to get out of this altercation without any really big, super serious injuries. He does have a ruptured eardrum and an injured jaw, but aside from that, he comes out pretty unscathed. Um, but we will kind of circle back to the fight a little bit later on. So the next day, uh, Lars is kind of complaining about his ear being sore, having a hard time hearing after he regroups with his friends, and they finally convince him to go visit a doctor and get his injuries checked out. And as we already said, he was indeed suffering from a ruptured eardrum and a sore jaw. So he was prescribed 500 millig milligrams of Cefprozil. Uh, which is, again, something that we will absolutely circle back to later in the episode. He was also told that because of his eardrum uh, injury, he really shouldn't fly back home that day, as he was scheduled to do, uh, because the change in air pressure while flying could really mess up his already injured ear. So, uh, Lars was going to have to stay at least another day in Varna, which, by the way, if you're looking for a little bit of a timeline on when this was, this is July 7th, 2014. So it is fairly recently as far oh, as you yeah. know, this ridiculous is concerned. Yeah, wow, okay, so so only eight years ago, wow. Yep. 2014 yep. was eight years ago. Oh, man, do I Oh, my, wow, my God. All right, continue. Anyway, so at this point, uh, Lars's friend group offered to stay the extra day with Lars, but he was insistent that they should just return home as scheduled. And they did. They got on the plane and went home without Lars. And maybe this is just no, because, no you know, Heinz... No one stayed with him? No one... They, they just left him there? Yeah, they just left him there. One of his buddies me, are gonna hang out with your friend, and not leave him in a foreign country, and yeah, none of them stayed. He insisted he was good. He insisted that they go home. They offered to stay, but I was like, no, 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 no. Don't worry. You guys just go home. I'll I'll catch a plane the next day. But oh, like you, I'm 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 shocked uh, that they didn't okay. listen to him. I mean, like. Yeah. <sighs> But leaving your friend kind of injured and alone in a foreign country, like, is there no, like, leave no man behind mentality here? Like, if, no. he, if he wasn't injured and taking medication and stuff, I, I probably would not have left him behind. If, he, if it was just, like, a problem with, like, like uh, scheduling, it's different, I guess, but uh, I don't like it. Yeah, I, 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 I was a little shocked about that, too. I feel like if it were me, and it's like my friend is, he's got Seth Prozil, he's got this ear thing, it's this country, don't, I feel like I would have stayed with him, you know? Anyway, so um, the doctor that he visited before uh, also recommended that he go to a hospital in Varna just for further examination to better check things out and just make sure everything is hunky-dory. But I've seen some conflicting reports on this too, and I imagine the reason there's so many conflicting crisscrossing sources is because uh, this was so widely popular, and this was such a popular case that I feel like there are a lot of sources that are just kind of crisscrossing a lot. But anyway, uh, some sources say that he simply refused to go to the hospital because he either like didn't think it was that serious or he didn't know how to get there. Uh, and some sources say that he went 
but he felt like the ENT, the ear, nose, and throat doctor, was just mocking him by refusing to speak to him in English, and he just left anyway. So there was a little conflict on if he actually went or not, but it seems like, you know, nothing would have happened even if he went. So regardless, uh, at this point, uh, Lars is alone in Varna with 500 milligrams of Cefprozil and a ruptured eardrum. Uh, on such short notice, uh, Lars would book a room at a cheap hotel called the Hotel Color. And apparently, while the Hotel Color was close to the airport, it was also in maybe not the best part of town. So once Lars checks into the Hotel Color, uh, he starts acting really, really weird. Like, the CCTV footage shows him acting really frantic and paranoid, like he's peeking out the windows, he's pacing up and down the hallways, and even hiding frightened in elevators. Um, Lars would call his mother and ask her to freeze all of his credit cards uh, because he was worried that the hotel color was doing something shady because they had to make a copy of his credit card. You know, like when they do the chunk chunk thing and they make like that uh, copy yeah, of your like credit card? The little thing that, yeah, it like, like presses over it and makes like an imprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was, he was worried that they were going to do something with that. Um, and he assured his mother that he had enough cash on hand to get back home. And once he was back home, he'd reopen the credit cards and, you know, get new numbers on them and all that stuff. But he was just very worried about that. Um, it should also be noted that Lars was traveling with kind of a cheap travel phone that you had to charge with minutes. Uh, so he couldn't really keep in constant contact with his mother or his girlfriend back home. Uh, Lars would go on to make several more really strange and paranoid calls that night. Uh, on one call, he would whisper to his mother that there was something very wrong with the hotel. Um, like he could he could hear voices, which a lot of people attribute to it being a cheap hotel, so paper thin walls, so he could kind of he could kind of hear people in the next room talking, and it just kind of freaked him out. Um, on another call, he would mention that he was being followed, and that some people were following him and wanted to kill him. Uh, he also mentioned in one of these calls Whoa. that he couldn't move. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was saying like wait, wait. like in one of the calls, he straight up said people are coming to kill me. Yes, he was worried that people were following him and were going to try to kill him. Okay, that I mean, I mean, the freezing the credit card part because it's like eh, I don't really trust this hotel. They're being weird, you know. This seems kind of weird. Like, can you just do that just in case? Like, that's one thing. But like, yeah, yeah, that's not I'm too going, weird. But this yeah, is... I'm going to die is a whole yeah, he, other. He has taken a big dip uh, in his in his mental health state. Like, he has taken a big big dip here um he also mentioned that he couldn't move or he might fall from a hill or some high place where he was hiding from his pursuers um and he would also text his mother asking her about what his medication was um there's some debate on how he spelled his medication but it was very clear that he misspelled it um it's cefprozil and he asked what cefzil 500 was and uh, some sources say he asked what Sephirozoxim 500 was. Uh, and uh, his mother, Sandra, recalls that in hindsight, given how he was, she should have been asking way more questions. But since his phone was running out of batteries in minutes, it wasn't really a chance to. So, All right. uh, Lars does manage to survive the night. Uh, and he hails a cab the next morning to the airport. Uh, upon arrival, he texts his mother that he made it to the airport and he's just fine. Uh, it should also be noted that Lars is way ahead of schedule. Uh, his flight isn't until like 4 p.m. And he's there pretty early in the morning at like 8 or 9 a.m. But Lars would call his mother again and ask her to wire him 500 euros which was very odd to his mother for two reasons. Uh, because uh, one, the two of them have 
never wired money to each other before. Like, legit, Lars had to explain to her how to do it. And two, Lars had told her before that he had enough money on hand to get home when he had to cancel uh, his credit cards. So, it's a little weird, but with Lars' instruction, she does manage to wire 500 euros to his account. Uh, Lars also needs to pay a visit to the airport doctor uh, to make sure that everything with his ear injury had cleared up enough for him to fly. So he pays a visit to the airport doctor, a Dr. Costa, Kostov, Costa, Kostov, uh, to get checked out. And after getting checked out, Lars is cleared to fly. Everything looks good, you know. You you can you can go take your flight, and it won't too terribly. Uh, it won't it won't negatively affect you. Now, what happens next is again. I, I feel like I've said this so many times. is a little up for debate uh, because Doctor Kostov changed his report like three times about what happened next. Uh, at first, he said that Lars asked to go to the bathroom, and that's why he had to leave. Uh, then he said it was an airport attendant that came looking for him and freaked him out. Uh, and then uh, Dr. Kosta Kostov said that it was actually a construction worker that came in and freaked him out. Regardless, uh, whatever the reason was, Lars bolts out of that room at a full sprint, leaving his, his bags his phone, his wallet, his passport, all of his stuff, all of it. Oh, there's a video uh, of it. Yes, the CCTV footage catches Lars sprinting out of the airport, making his way over a nearby fence into a meadow and disappearing into the direction of a nearby forest. And yeah, you can watch, literally watch the footage of him just bolting out of there like a bat out of hell. Wow, he um, fucking hauled. He hauls out of there. He was uh, a I think full there were, sprint, yeah. Mm -hmm. There were... I don't remember if this was in one of Dr. Costa's reports, but I know I saw online that people were reporting that as he was sprinting out, he was like, I don't want to die here. I don't want to die here. I got to get out of here. Anyway, uh, so that's literally the last time anybody saw Lars just running off uh, camera in the direction of the A2 National Highway in his bright yellow shirt and his jean shorts. So so that's the, the final, that is the literal last footage of him ever. He has never been seen again. Never been seen again. That is the last bit of footage. Uh, apparently, um, Sandra was shown a little more footage, like not all of the footage was released. Um, and I think she said he, he was acting very paranoid, like he was trying to elude people, like he was ducking and weaving between buses and he was trying to like avoid, uh, where police were stationed. Um, and he was, he was just very paranoid and really trying to just like, he was avoiding someone or something. Yeah. He, he ran past some police officers in a parking lot, just the whole nine. He was just, yeah, that was last, last he was seen. Last he was seen. Mm -hmm. Now, like we said earlier, Lars was bit of an outdoorsy person that enjoyed a lot of physical activities, you know, fishing, hunting, hiking, soccer, that sort of thing. So people would argue that it is within the realm of possibility that he could fend for himself in the wilds, in the wilds of that forest. Problem is, when Lars went missing, it was in the summer. So the temperatures in the area he fled to would have been in the 90s and up. And even though there was a river near the airport that he could have used for a water source, uh, it's doubtful that he could come buy any food, that he could actually hunt. There wasn't a lot of like, it's not like there are a bunch of deers roaming in there. It's not like there's a bunch of fish roaming around in that river. Um, according to several sources, if he tried to survive just in the woods, then he probably died there. Um, but when authorities comb the forest with, like, drones and, and all that sort of stuff, no trace of Lars, no trace of a body, just nothing. And there are some kind of outlandish theories out there. Um, there's some theories that Lars was actually a drug packer. 
pack mule and was getting into some serious trouble or that uh, he was caught in a human or he was caught in a human trafficking ring or something like that and he, he was just taken away for for like uh, forced labor or something um, the drug one was put to bed pretty quickly uh, because there were literally no drugs no traces of illegal substances that were found in his luggage um, and the drug or uh, the human trafficking one was put to bed because everyone was like yeah people aren't really looking to traffic in uh, tourists you know German tourists weren't really a thing that uh, human traffickers were necessarily looking for also and it sucks to say but he's like a dude which lowers the chance uh, even more true true the, sh so, the, sh the both, chance that is i mean there's always some but yeah like he obviously sure. fucking ran out anyway yeah but people have proposed those theories and it's like no those are just a little out there and there's very little chance that that's what actually happened to him also he's in like a a fully packed airport too you know like yeah. it's i, I don't know that'd be, how that'd be a tough one to yeah exactly yeah and, and he, um, he's he's not like a super skinny guy or anything like you know he's yeah, he, he's a pretty in shape guy you yeah know? yeah um he also had no history of mental health issues so it probably wasn't something like he just kind of had an episode and just you know although we will talk a little bit about uh mental strain um because like again the question of his mental health state has been brought up because of how erratic and paranoid he'd been acting when calling his mother uh, and obviously his behavior on the cctv cctv cameras in the hotel and when he just hauled ass out of the airport um lars's mother sandra believes that it was one of the rare side effects that Seth prozil can have um, where it makes you suddenly hallucinate and kind of panic and just kind of get into that mood uh, which would explain why he was acting so strangely and why he believed that he was being chased um, and why he thought something was happening to his credit cards and why he thought someone was out to kill him and so uh, the side effects would sort of match up with like you know why he was suddenly just very suddenly out of nowhere uh, acting so bizarre though we've got more conflicting sources coming into play unfortunately because as i was looking up stuff uh for this episode uh there were sources that said uh that lars had taken his medication the, there were sources that said lars when he got to the hotel color he got some water and he took his medication but there are other sources that said that according to dr kostov not only did he not take the medication he hadn't even filled out the prescription for it yet so i'm oh. not entirely sure which side of this to believe because some people are saying he took it others are saying he didn't even fill out the prescription for it so it's kind of it's kind of hard to figure this out and this is where like because it's such a high profile popular case there's so many conflicting things it's like this is one of those ones where it's like did he take it or didn't he because that could that could play a role in it that that would play a massive role but like, like well, that's the thing though. Even if he did take it, it's not even the chance. That's exactly what happened. Is he had a mental break because of the medication? He still could not have. It still could have not been a medication thing. If yeah. he didn't take it, 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 then it's even more so bizarre. Yeah. So that's one of those things where I would I would love it if I get like a definite <clears throat> on it. Um, there was also some speculation that during the fight that he had, uh, the one where he got the ruptured eardrum and the sore jaw, that he actually suffered a concussion. And it took the symptoms maybe like a day or so to kind of rear their ugly head and cause him all of this, uh, it caused him to have all this erratic and strange behavior the next day. Um, so if you, if you couple like a concussion in with the fact that he's alone in a foreign country, he's in a shady hotel that he's not comfortable in, and he's already stressed out about the fight he had, maybe it all just compounded into this one catastrophic episode that just sent him running for the hills. However, uh, it should be noted that that concussion theory kinda debunked. Um, 
Because, like, okay, sure, it is his situation is ridiculously stressful for all of the reasons that we've mentioned, but most concussion specialists would agree that these types of symptoms, like the paranoia, the hallucination, the erratic behavior, they don't usually manifest after a day or two, but instead could take weeks, months, or even years to show up. Uh, Lars's mother uh, even hired a private investigator. His name was Andreas Gutig uh, to try and find any information or any kind of lead uh, on her on her lost son. Uh, and despite handing out flyers, checking medical records for like you know incidents of John Doe's or unidentified patients, and scouring over that CCTV footage for anything, anything. Even the private investigator couldn't find so much as a hint of what happened to Lars or where he might be. There is an interesting idea that I saw posed by Dr. Todd Grand uh, that this could have been in part due to something called uh, a first break psychosis episode. Uh, and it's sort of the first episode of an undiagnosed problem like schizophrenia, uh, bipolar disorder, or something like that. Um, and this is just the first time that it is manifesting. Uh, it's been undiagnosed. It hadn't flared up yet. And this is the first time it's sort of breaking. And, I mean, considering all the mental stress that Lars has been under, I mean, it would make sense that this would be the thing that would trigger the first break and just kind of make him act out of sorts when he hadn't been diagnosed with anything in the past. There's a possibility. There's you, possibilities. You, you know what I was thinking of for in a moment? What's that? When he, when he ran, ran out of the airport, just Ran out, yeah. Just flying out there. Yeah. He didn't look behind him once. If you're running true. from pursuers, I would imagine you'd look behind you. If you're true. running from pursuers and, and like he runs out of the door and, and not only does he run out of the door, but like he doesn't really run that fast. Once he leaves the airport itself, he just kind of mm -hmm. gets like a brisk jog. That is true. He never does look behind him. I believe uh, in the footage that Sandra saw that wasn't released to anyone, he was looking around a little bit more, and he was trying to, like, hide himself, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, he's, 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 not, he's not acting normal, right? So, even though Lars has remained missing to this day, all hope of finding him has not yet been uh, lost. Um, of course, there have been a few unconfirmed reports of people claiming they've seen Lars Matank. Uh, a couple years after a disappearance, there was a truck driver who claimed to pick up a hitchhiker that matched Lars's description. But again, it was completely unconfirmed. In 2016, however, the police in Brazil would tweet out a picture of a man that looked on awful lot like Lars like if you had sort of uh you know given Lars sort of the scruffy beard and the scruffy hair from being alone for a long time it looked a lot a lot like him and he was walking barefoot on the highway he was homeless and very confused he didn't know who he was or how he got there uh, when his photographs started making the rounds, Internet Sleuths realized that he, who boy, that is a striking resemblance, and that maybe, maybe uh, Lars Matank had finally been found. Wait, when was uh, this, um, again, the, the, these images and stuff? Uh, 2016 was okay. when these images were. So, so two were, years, uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, two years. Uh, and there you can see uh, Shai just posted the pictures of him. He looks, looks a lot, lot like, like him. Lars. Yeah, he looks pretty awful close. A lot like him. Yep. His eyes maybe look a little, little, little bigger. Maybe uh, I don't know. It's, it's images. Unfortunately for his mother Sandra, upon further investigation by authorities, this missing person was discovered to be a man named Anton Pilpa, who had gone missing in Toronto five years prior. Little side note about Anton, though. Apparently, 
He literally walked from Toronto to Brazil. What a he fucking, walked from Toronto what a Chad <laughs> on foot over 10,000 kilometers to end up where he was when they finally found him. That's nuts. How did he get through? How did he get through fucking uh, borders? I guess I the no U.S. Does, I guess the U.S. doesn't much give a shit if anyone leaves the U.S. to Mexico. So, all right, true. But even though it's a super bummer that it's like, oh, this isn't Lars. I didn't find my boy. It does at least give some small ray of hope that Lars Matank is out there somewhere wandering around or backpacking, having uh, lost his memory, just waiting to be found. Sort of like, you know, she's hoping that one day what happened to Anton will happen to Lars, where it's like someone will uh, find a homeless man or someone that's just confused, lost his memory, doesn't know how he got there, and she will uh, finally be reunited uh, with her son. Uh, and I think I read that his mother has actually helped find a bunch of missing people um, because, like, uh, uh, reports, she'll see reports that get uh, uh, sent to her or a rumor about someone who looks maybe a little bit like her son wandering, wandering around homeless and confused, and uh, she investigates it. And I think she's actually helped reunite uh, a bunch of missing people with their families. I mean, um, that's, that's a little little ray of, ray of happiness, all things considered, yeah. I guess. So there's hope. There's hope out there that Lars could still be found. Um, and also, I think it should be obvious by this point that uh, because of the CCT footage and how readily available it was, uh, it got posted on YouTube, and the footage uh, has been viewed over 16 million times making Lars Matank the most famous missing person on YouTube. And that's that's about all I got for Lars. Unfortunately, huh. he 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 could still be out there. He maybe he passed away in the forest and it was just in a really overgrown area and they just didn't find his body or um Maybe he has been hitchhiking, you know? Um, he could have very easily hitchhiked on that A2 highway at some point, and, you know, and at, at, the, at the time he was hitchhiking, nobody's gonna know they're looking for a missing person, so who knows? Who knows where he could be? But hopefully, hopefully one day Lars is found. You know, I, I gotta admit, I, uh, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, you, you know, nothing, I, I was, no, no, no speculations. No, put, nothing. Put it, you get, just, my speculation is he had a fucking breakdown. Breakdown. I'm gonna have a breakdown. Breakdown. Yeah. He's gonna have. He's fucking breakdown. He broke down. That, that's fucking having a breakdown. That's I, I, like if he did take. Okay, so he had a concussion, right? We th but, we don't know for sure if he had a concussion. Okay. We're assuming so, that maybe he did, because, you know, he got hit in the jaw pretty hard, probably. Got hit in the ear probably pretty hard, too. So it is entirely possible that he had a concussion. Like, okay, so, like, I don't believe anything to do with the fucking dudes who beat him up. Like, I, I, don't, I don't believe anything like that. I don't believe in, in any of that crap. Um, because this isn't Brazil versus Germany, all right? It's like... It was oh, that's true. There were some people that thought that maybe the uh, thugs that were chasing him that night were just like, oh, we didn't finish the job, but oh, we're going to trail you and all that sort of stuff, too. Yeah, I don't believe that. That, that sounds silly to me. Um, mm -hmm. Especially, like, no, this, this, is, this isn't like the Brazil versus Germany soccer game where it was like, someone's going to die. Like, it's some random soccer game. That, like, nah, I don't know about that one. Um, yeah. The head injury, the head injury is one thought process. And like, the meds to go along with it and he's i mean he did just get his ass kicked so yeah i guess i could be in a foreign country sure be a little so. paranoid yeah you don't really but, speak the language yeah. yeah but like he would not need i don't know what he needs 500 dollars for i have no idea what he's 500 dollars for absolutely nothing no fucking clue what he yeah. needs 500 dollars for like maybe he just didn't have enough money and that's how much he needed to get back home like with a for a ticket Although he but, was already in the airport when he wanted that money, so... Didn't he also say that he had the money he needed to leave the anyway? Oh, that's true. That's true. He did. He did. He said that. Maybe Maybe he didn't. Maybe he was just trying to... Like, I don't know. The, 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 there's the two... Two of the biggest confusing, confusing parts is like, okay, he could totally have had a mental breakdown. That's totally oh, fine. Absolutely, yeah. 
it is is not unheard of despite having perfectly fine they always say oh yeah perfectly fine mental health before it's like yeah they always say they seem so happy and then someone killed themselves like i don't i i can't use that as like a basis um sure but my other, like okay he has a he gets paranoid he's in a foreign country got his ass kicked he may or may not be having a side effects from drugs i'm not quite sure it all leads mm-hmm. up and he, and he snaps but the problem is like what, what, if he if he fucking died they would have found him like bones yeah. people smell like what did he do did he dig his own grave like what, like you he just just yeah, you, being gone is so weird yeah you you would think that by now he he would have been found but un, unless it, he passed away someone did find the body he had no identification on him so they just unmarked grave john doe yeah but someone would have said some kind of like human remains were found x period of time after the missing like, like these bones are might, might seem like they died X time ago because they can do like it's like carbon dating or whatever or fuck what is it called but like you know time of death. Oh yeah 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 they 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 could do forensics to figure out when it happened. Sure. Yeah, like there's a lot of options there, and it's just I I don't know, man. It just seems very like yeah they would they would have found the, the, a fucking body. Yeah, the the mental break seems like it's the most plausible one. Where it's just like all this stuff happened and all this stuff compounded, and maybe he did have a first break because of it, and just he just lost it, you know. It, it, it seems sounds... like a lot of lot of lot of compounding factors just jumping on top of each other and making just a horrible perfect storm. On honestly, out of everything going on, I could absolutely understand like the mental break. People have mental oh, breaks. Absolutely. I fucking for far nowhere. less yeah yeah over nothing have, have we seen retail work in america like people have <laughs> mental enough, bro- yeah. breaks over fucking chicken nuggets like it's mm-hmm. uh, but i i'm more curious about where the goddamn hell he went where the fuck I did mean, he go yeah where did where did he go where does he go yeah i don't um, understand Shy says there's things with all these theories, uh, drug trafficking, paranoia, head injury, med side effects. So all these explain why he left, but not what happened to him. Did he just wander in the woods and die, somehow never to be found, killed by a serial killer, hiding somewhere still? Uh, it's like we need a combination of two incredibly unlikely things to work out perfectly for him to vanish. Yeah, the, uh, the planets kind of have to align for him to kind of vanish like this, right? Um... Everything, I mean, he, he, everything. I guess he could just be unknowingly backpacking somewhere. He just kind of lost his mind after the break and just didn't know how to get back anywhere. And he has no ID, no passport, no nothing. So, like, they're, they're on our, like, okay, everything leading up to his disappearance is, is just, un, or is just uninteresting to me. Like, it just, this just sounds like a trip. He, like, oh, the, sure, he, he has sure. a mental break, he loses his mind, he runs out. It's, I don't think he's being chased by anyone. I think he's just super paranoid. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think anybody is actually after him. Uh, I no. think as far as the, the, the thugs, it ended with that fight. And then it just, his mental just kind of blew up a little bit. Yeah. Which, which like, okay. Yeah, whatever. But I, I don't, I don't, I have no idea where he could have gone. It's not like he drifted out into the ocean or some crap. Like he, Nope. I mean, that would, I guess that'll explain it, but he, he could just be, I mean, okay, so the, the homelessness problem in America is, is a, it's a, it's like, it's like a four, there, there are four people, whenever I think of like homeless, I mean, we, fuck, we live near San Diego and LA, like, you know, oh, yeah, there, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot, and it's there's been getting, lot, yeah. there's it's a been getting much worse lately, actually, um, mm-hmm. But whenever I think of people who are homeless, there are four types of people, right? There are people who are homeless temporarily because they got kicked out or something. They normally don't like to be in the public eye. They feel ashamed or embarrassed. And they, they generally oh, don't sure. stay embarrassed. Uh, they don't stay homeless for long. They eventually find like a family member or like, you know, service area. Oh, yeah. Um, a friend's house to stay at something. Yeah. Yeah. The second one are people who just don't. They just don't give a shit. They just stay homeless mm-hmm. for the sake of it. They just don't care to have a house. They just don't want to. They... They choose not to. They live on their own. They might be like Christopher McCandless or something, or they just mm-hmm. they just don't care. Uh, and then yeah. you've got drug and alcohol addiction and mental health people. Um, oh yeah, definitely. 
And if he had this psych like psychosis, psychotic break, and he just ended up being, or, or maybe something schizophrenic based, and he just mm -hmm. ended up being mentally unstable for ever after this, yeah. Then I imagine be. he would just be walking around as a homeless man, not understanding anything. Yeah, that that seems like the most plausible thing to me. Uh, is that it, it just he just kind of mentally broke, and either because of you know one of these mental health disorders, he's just wandering around, not knowing you know who he is, where he's going, or anything like that. And I mean, if I'm being totally honest, I don't know anybody who specifically like would walk up to someone who's homeless and maybe talking to themselves and doing things and trying to check their face to see if they're a missing person. Yeah. And it's not yeah. like there are, it's, it's not like there are tons of flyers around and maybe these flyers are only, you know, around Bulgaria and maybe there's some in Germany, but what if he's nowhere near those areas? Like you're not going to know to look for him necessarily. Yeah. And like foreigner going missing in, in a country is, is not as big of a deal. I don't think. Like, I, I I don't know. Like if someone in my in my in my hometown went missing or, or close to me right here, I think there'd be a lot more buzz about it. But if someone who doesn't live here goes missing, it's like I, I don't yeah. know. It doesn't yep. seem like they would care as much. Yeah. So Lars Lars Matank. Uh, unless Shy has uh, any other little tidbits that she wants to uh, point out, that's that's the thing. Uh, oh, uh, Shai said, and Bulgaria didn't seem very interested in looking for him or pushing the case. Oh, that's right, because it would look really bad for tourism, and uh, I imagine the Golden Sands gets a lot, a lot of revenue from tourism. So, especially kind of fucked they up. Wanna... They 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 weren't really pushing the case because like, uh, you know what? Let's just yeah, yeah, we need the tourist money. Yeah. Especially if they go with the um the people beat the hell out of him and tried to steal him angle. Which yeah, would be really <laughs> bad for tourism. Not a good look. Not a good look at all. So That's so fucking mm. weird. He's just gone. He's just gone. He's just uh, gone. I mean the worst I, I guess, perfect storm of just mm. Like I guess he could have like wandered out into the ocean or something with a psychotic break and then died out there, but maybe his body would have washed ashore, but like how far could he have gone? Yeah, how you, far could he, he have really wandered into the ocean, right? Before... If he ran yeah. the opposite direction into the forest, like, they, they, it's not like he could have gone that far. I mean, I guess the yeah. other homeless guy trekked down to Brazil. <laughs> yeah, but... he trekked to Brazil, yeah, mostly barefoot, uh, from what I remember reading. So, but like, who knows? But yeah, he headed away from the water, didn't he? I am I am genuinely just I have no clue. I have nothing. I I got zip. I think he I think he zip. had a mental break and he <laughs> ran away and 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 fucking aliens took him, dude. I don't even goddamn know at this point. He's in the walls. I agree with all of that except the aliens. All of that except <laughs> the aliens. Hopefully he's found though and and you know, he can he can safely be brought back to his family and he can get uh uh, the proper medical treatment, and hopefully, you know, he can recover, and uh, everything will be great for him. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything else for this. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm just like, I, I'm just yeah, kind of, I'm kind of dumbfounded. He's gone. He's, gone. he's just gone. It, it's not hard to find like a body. Like, true. Oh, you overall. would think after a while somebody would have found a body. If yes, yeah. the worst case scenario happened, yeah. Like, like bodies, like people, often people, like, they, they congregate towards populated areas or, like, water, rivers and shit whenever they're oh, out yeah, and yeah. about. And sure. a body takes a while to decompose, and it smells. Oh, it's a very obvious, sure. And, and I don't know, and considering what he was wearing was a bright yellow shirt, and... and, and <laughs> Even if he took it off, you know, and he changed his clothes or whatever, he's still a, a Caucasian man, which is much easier mm -hmm. to see. You know, he's, he's, he's who knows? Who knows? It's it's been eight years, three months, and fifteen days, according to Wikipedia. He was he was age twenty eight when he disappeared. Ah, that makes me Only worry that it's like years old. That makes me worry that it might be one of those situations where, like, maybe he he pat like what was the wildlife in the area? 
I don't think there was a ton of wildlife in the area because that was one of the things that people were like, oh yeah, if he if he fled into the forest, there's there's not a whole lot to hunt in there in terms of like wildlife. Like I don't think there were many fish in the well. That's I don't think there were many fish in the river. Uh, I didn't hear anything about there being like uh, anything to hunt or survive on in the woods. As far as I knew, it was just sort of a wooded area that wasn't really. I want to say survivable. Like, like I said, there wasn't, there were experts that were like, yeah, if he went in the woods and he tried to just survive in the woods, he died in there because there's no way. Yeah. Cause like, I imagine that that would be one of the ways that you'd actually be able to rationalize why he was just totally missing would be like, you know, eaten by wildlife or something of that nature. But, mm-hmm. ah, yes. Even if he was eaten by wildlife, they, I mean, how often do animals eat every last bit? You know, there would have been a, a shoe or or a, a piece of clothing or a skull or a bone or something hanging out somewhere. Like or he's he's a, just gone. Or a bright yellow shirt. <laughs> yeah, or a bright yellow shirt. Yeah, so it's crazy. I, Yikes. I, you know? All right, right. Take us home, my friend. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, everyone, but much like this uh, oh, mystery, they can't always... I should. I should have... T- Take us home. (laughs) Oh my god! I do. As soon as I said it, I was like, "Oh no!" That's like that Joker scene where it's like, "Let her go." Ooh, poor choice of words. Drop. And I was like, "Ah, god, so tasteless." Oh well, well, I was, I was gonna say, um, uh, (laughs) just like this episode, not everything in life could have a satisfying conclusion. Unfortunately, not. No. No, I. You know, you gotta you gotta throw in the missing uh, cases every so often. We don't we don't always need to know about um, uh, an entire family being being brained by a pickaxe and hit under hay. <sighs> yeah, that that one was that that oh my god that one was uncomfortable. That was Lo- an uncomfortable revelation for me. Love me some detective ridiculous. Love me some mm-hmm. some some dead kids. Love me some uh, missing mm. people. Love me some TikTok crypto rappers. You gotta. Have a little bit of it of everything, you know. Have a little piece of everything from the buffet. Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, the satisfying conclusion is not happening here either. Fuck you. Goodbye.